When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. cold out there but it's warm in here ladies and gentlemen welcome to the football ramble it's a pleasure to have you with us my name's marcus speller and jim campbell's here hello and that's snowman luke moore you always do that one when it's snowing outside Mm. Everybody, I think I normally do it on live shows. Do you? Okay. Although I'm sure I uh, have well, done one it for before. the purists. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although someone did tweet me quite uh, nicely the other day, saying that I'd used an intro before, and then told me when I'd used it, and it was it was over. It was about a year and a half ago, and I thought, well, that's poor. If it was, I think it was over three years ago, I could be forgiven. Was it? So, was it right that you hadn't used it before? I just assumed he was right. Okay. Does, does someone have a spreadsheet for your intro? I perhaps? hope so. No, I don't hope so. I hope people have got much yeah. better things to do with their lives. Could be that guy going through your bins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to get that scene to. Um, uh, people with much better things to do, like watching the Premier League. Yeah. What else is there to do? Tasty. Yeah. It was a tasty weekend of action on and off the pitch. <laughs> yes. On In and out of the dressing rooms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 yeah. We discussed him taking it to the trenches. Didn't expect yeah. it to go that way. <laughs> I love, before we get into this, I just want to make this absolutely clear yep. for everyone in the room, uh, which is the three of us. Uh, <laughs> None of us are doused in milk. So Manchester City beat United at Old Trafford, <laughs> playing better football, breaking a winning run record, and then celebrated by pouring milk over Jose. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. If that's even nearly true, which at time of recording we don't know because the charges haven't been brought and it's all con- conjecture at this point, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, let over the, that. don't let the truth get in the way of a good milk pouring, mm. exactly. as and, I say. And it, and it all stems from apparently Mourinho <laughs> complaining that, that Manchester City were celebrating too disrespectfully. Yeah, the music was too loud, apparently. Basically, like a, <laughs> literally noisy neighbours. Oh, turn that down! Yeah, because Jose always, <laughs> always... 
as far as I'm aware, I think I think I read this in one of his autobiographies. Presumably, he's got them out. Um, he only ever celebrates with a firm handshake while looking into the opponent's eye, yeah. saying, "Well done. Yeah. I'll take personal satisfaction from this victory, uh-huh. and now I'm going to move on." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apart from and at then... the new camp, yeah. <laughs> that time. But the thing is, though, him celebrating at the new camp was was one of my favourite celebrations. Yeah. The way he ran off. I, I really enjoy it when he when he does stuff like yeah, he yeah, slides yeah. and yeah. ran down the touchline because I don't really have a dog in the fight. Yeah. But then he just makes himself look a bit silly when he when he nails his colours to that mm. and to the Herrera penalty oh, yeah. in quotes, yeah. which was a ridiculous yeah, uh, thing to say. He was really scratching around for anything <laughs> to grab hold of, wasn't it? Very daft. I feel for poor old Mikel Arteta ended up blood streaming oh, down his face. Apparently, not, you don't want that. He, he was he was photographed paparazzi, paparazzi in the car yeah. today, just before we came on air. I think still bleeding uh, with the hand over his face while oh, driving, which is was. dangerous. Yeah, it's strange. I know. Eh? He, yeah. Well, at least he's taken the opposite approach of David Beckham. Because Arteta's covering up the wound, isn't yeah. he? Whereas Beckham was like, you see this? Get the Alice band out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I know, Arteta, I mean, quite an inoffensive chap, I would Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. then I suppose, we, we, again, the reports that we have at the time um, suggest that there was 20 people, players and staff involved. Loving it. it. Yeah. yeah, in for a penny, in for a pound. Well, imagine, imagine if... Because, um, you know, in, we've talked about this before in the context of the Premier League and we've always referenced um, the NFL and the US where they have cameras in the dressing room yes. and all the rest of it. If we had cameras in the dressing room for this, Ooh. even though we sort of said, you said you've been present in a, in a football dressing room in New, MLS. New York City FC. Yeah, yeah, and you didn't think it was that great. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't like well, to I see it rolled out. I didn't think it was appropriate no. seeing yeah. men coming out the shelves. But and... this is appropriate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we want it. We, no, yeah. I think, I think Drone we... cams and everything. Yeah. Every conceivable angle. angle. Well, at Manchester City, are, are they not? Is it Man City where they're going to have that uh, in, the, the, in the, the tunnel? tunnel. Yeah, 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 and you're yeah. going to be there. So that kind of thing will be seen. Yeah, presumably, and 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 if if any of our listeners have the kind of money in which you've you've got a table or whatever it is at that place lined up, get your iPhone out and it's or, a real, or smartphone and get recording. It's a real shame for us that um, Donny's away doing his charity work that he doesn't like to talk about and can't make it today because it's his textbook, Donny. It Absolutely, is. It we is. have to tide it over for Thursday. That's yeah. right. He's, yeah. he's, he's loved this. We'll give him a little little soapbox for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pep Guardiola looks so bored of Jose Mourinho, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just amazing. After the game, it's just like you can just see him shrug off question after question Kevin De Bruyne looked really angry as well and actually match of the day itself was quite tetchy generally I think De Bruyne seems to me I saw what you meant with De Bruyne and I, I to me it comes across that he's really really focused yeah yeah he, maybe. Seemed, he seems almost brusque he, yeah. just, he said um because he was asked about whether they, he thought that, that meant City had won the title, mm. and I'm sure we'll come onto that in yeah. a little bit. But and he was, like, oh, I'm not really thinking about that. I, I don't yeah. care about that. You yeah, know? and and he's very, he sort of got, he's he's done it a couple of times this season where he's just pu- dismissed questions like that to one side, which you can yeah. sort of understand. It's a daft question to ask a footballer, isn't it? I mean, it, it, and it doesn't even really generate any headlines. You wonder what the point of that kind of question is because you yeah, know, know what, what they're going to say. I know what you when, yeah, imagine if he said we got no chance, or yeah, or and and, and, and even though Mourinho can see that the title was probably over, mm-hmm. now you could all even if you dress that up and say oh, you know, it's just kidology and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're having to resort to those sort of tactics, if it is a tactic, which it probably isn't because United are, what is it, nine points behind or whatever, or 11, 11, 11 points now, behind yeah. now. Um, having to resort to that tactic before Christmas isn't a good look. Whatever yeah. No. The only time somebody uh, that I can remember off the top of my head gave away their feelings on the title and that they felt they were going to win it was was Ferguson when he was obviously in charge of Manchester United. And they'd beaten, Jim, I'm afraid you'll probably remember, when they beat Arsenal 6-1 at Old Trafford. I, I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> was, it was it a January game? It was... It was, it was quite early in the season, it was, from yeah, what it was, you were saying. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't in March or April or something. Yeah. And uh, obviously Manchester United hammered them, and they, were, they had a decent lead. And Ferguson said at the end of the interview, well, I think it was, you know, it would be impossible for Arsenal to catch us now, which is quite a big thing. And it was only them and Arsenal that were going to win. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so the interviewer thought, oh, good. he's Juicy. answered this, this question that we always want answered. And they said, oh, so do you think that the league title's yours? And, and Ferguson realised probably what he'd done. And he had, he had a little smile and went, no, no, I said, it's impossible for Arsenal to catch us. Double dig. Double dig after a 6-1 shellacking. That's still stings now. Mourinho would have been fuming, wouldn't he? That's not the way you celebrate. Yeah. The thing with Mourinho that's really interesting <laughs> at the moment as well is you can see how much it's winding him up that Pep Guardiola is just he's just dicking on him, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's he's just is. absolutely dicking on him. <laughs> there, was, there was an early there was so I might I might be reading too much into this and you guys may not have even um, you guys may not have even noticed it, um, but there was a part when um, 
when they, they met before the game started and they shook hands. Guardiola, I think, came onto the touchline a little bit late and Mourinho yeah. was already there. And they shook hands. And as they shook hands, Guardiola turned right to go up to his little bit where you sit at Old Trafford. Yep. And Mourinho gave him a clip around the back of the head. It is in like an affectionate way. Yeah. But it looked like he did it quite hard. And I thought, wow. oh, was he doing that on purpose? But <laughs> Guardiola didn't react, to be fair. I, I thought Mourinho was a little bit more pally the, the, with, with Guardiola, as Mourinho goes. Mm, yeah. uh, considering, you know, at the end of the game, he gave him a proper handshake. And he, he, he wasn't dismissive. It was only yeah. afterwards. And then one or two people have suggested, is this classic Mourinho? Was it Danny Murphy or something? I can't remember who, who said it. That, is this Mourinho then just deflecting? Uh, all the stuff yeah, but that's, away from the performance. But that's the, and the that's that's what I was getting at just earlier with the, with yeah. the Ander Herrera penalty point. Yeah, he he will regularly, um, and and we know he does this celebration type stuff. He did it with Antonio Conte mm. when they when they beat him quite easily, mm-hmm. and he said you shouldn't be doing that after four goals or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he, what he regularly does is he'll he'll try and grab hold of some sort of narrative or storyline that he can pin his quotes to, mm. so then the attention will be taken away from the fact they've just been yeah. beaten at home. Or whatever it is. And this time, it seemed to me like he was trying to do it with the Ander Herrera thing. And if you watched or listened to what he actually said, he said the referee had a brilliant game, he was really great, but he made that one mistake, and I feel sorry for him because he had a great game. Which wasn't a mistake. No one, no one no. here presumably thinks it was a penalty. No, 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 no one I've seen writing about it has, has argued that it was a penalty. So it just seemed a little bit desperate and a little bit, almost a bit tragic. Actually. Well, he, he admitted that Man City are a, a very good side. Now, that's, that's painfully obvious. But then he said, you know, they were a bit lucky and, and all the other little... Uh, sort of digs and whatnot came out, or not digs, but the, the, the classic sort of manager saying, "Well, I, and and fair enough, he's not going to hold his hands up and go, yeah, I don't know how they didn't score more than two. You know, yeah, we were soundly beaten. He he doesn't want that. It sends out the wrong message. So you can understand Jim why he's saying some of these things. Absolutely. I mean, because you know. The the reality is quite bleak now, isn't it? Being eleven points behind, kind yes. of out of it at this point, especially with the amount of money they've spent as mm. well, because that will come back um, at him at some point. And you know, this is Mourinho's second season when he wins the league. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's the that's yeah. that's yeah. that's going to be a worry for him, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I, I quite like the fact that Edison, the goalkeeper, confronted Mourinho when he when he yeah. marched up to the dressing room. Apparently, he looks um, he looks the part. Edison made a great double. I think he's fantastic. Really and I think the one thing that would probably be Obviously, it's going to be disappointing anyway to <clears throat> to to lose against your local rivals who look like they're now going to go on to win the league. And that's hard to... I, I don't really like... We've been doing this show for a long time and I don't really like saying that so early in the season. No. And what I was doing on the way in was trying to think of reasons why, trying to be a bit contrarian. It was very yeah. difficult to do so. The only thing I could think of was that... Um, Man City had a good bit of luck against, well, not luck, but they had a good break against Liverpool where Mane was, was sent off. Um, Pogba was missing for this game at the weekend. Well, there's yeah. been a they're few games. Ma- they're playing Spurs, aren't they? And, yeah. um, and Alderweireld and Sanchez are both going to be missing. Well, there's been a few games recently that they've, they've scored in the last minute. Yeah, you know, but, so yeah exactly. I'm clutching at straws there. But what, what I was just going to... Got to go away to Everton. They've only dropped points. So, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they could only draw with Everton at the head. But yeah. what will Rooney and co do? But, but I, I think, if I was a Man United fan, I would be thinking... The worst thing about this particular game was that we weren't able to impose ourselves on the game in any way. Yeah, we had no real. I mean, they had, I think they had, they had a couple of chances, and they had one. I mean, the first real chance that I can remember was towards the end of the first half. It was a Manchester City dominated game Completely. without them having a hundred chances. The first half. Yeah. They, they didn't have as many chances as Arsenal did, for example, but they still dominated the game. And if you're at home against your local rivals and you're both vying for the title, really, um, because it could have been what could have been five points, couldn't it? If, the, if mm-hmm. United had won. To not be able to impose yourself at really at any point or in any way on the game would have been the most disappointing thing. Yeah, and Lukaku again looked isolated, didn't he? It's, um, not yeah. A, and, and I think, to be fair to him, the service wasn't great, was it? He, he, had, a, he had a lot to do on his own up there, which is a tough old, but tough I, old ask. I have, a bit of, I have a bit of sympathy for Lukaku more generally because the way that they, they play against big teams, United makes it hard for him to impose mm. himself. And, and and you're right, Jim, and Henri pointed that out in the Sky Sports mm-hmm. coverage, didn't he? When he could get a word in when Noel Gallagher wasn't talking um, <laughs> of how, Lukaku, how isolated Lukaku was and how difficult City were making it for United to be able to counter-attack. Um, but that aside, this has dogged him for a long time now. And, and if, you listen to, if you listen to a few Everton fans, they'll tell you that um, he used to do a bit of Everton as yeah, well. Mm-hmm. And also he used to, sort of thinly veiled sort of chat about the team not really pulling their weight for him at Everton Mm -hmm. and how he wanted this move and he's always been quite ambitious and wants to play at the highest level and stuff but he's not going to sort of dispel any of these sort of notions 
with that sort of performance. Yeah. Especially given he was at fault for, <laughs> for a goal well, yeah, as well. Yeah. They, they missed Pogba. The oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Really a different did, team yeah. with him in the side. Yeah. Um, so that's 14 wins in a row, isn't it, for City, which is a record. Yeah, in the do, you think, do you think they could go the season unbeaten? Yeah, he, he, they, they could well do. I mean, it's on, isn't it? Um, I was saying to a pal of mine yesterday morning, if they win at Old Trafford, I, I've got a feeling they might go all, the whole season unbeaten. Mm. But, but you never... It's so hard but then, to do. But then it. would it be very Mourinho-like? So, so Pep Guardiola and, and Man City have got the title wrapped up by, you know, the 1st of February or something. And then, uh, or whatever it could be. And then they go unbeaten. I, I don't know when the, um, the the next game is against Manchester United, so forgive me there. Uh, but it would be very Mourinho-like if Man City have won the league, it's all wrapped yeah. up, but then Mourinho stops the, un- mm. the the unbeaten season and celebrates like an absolute madman and yeah. goes, you know, I mean, that, that would be... Even more pathetic, I would say. Yeah, but it'll be peak Mourinho, that kind of yeah. thing. I, mean, I, th- I think they play each other um, at, around the start of April, so that is possible. It's very possible. Mm. So, uh, uh, Mourinho as well, talking about him being a little bit pathetic, potentially. Well, he was certainly when he said, one expects Man City to score great goals, something like that, not two disgraceful goals. Oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> disgraceful goals. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't as scrappy as has been made out, were they, at all? They, they, they well, were the, fair. The first, they counted. The you first had the ball one, over the line. Yeah, the first one was approaching on a on a sort of set-piece situation oh. where Ashley Young had played him on side. Yeah. And, What's he yeah. meant to do? Like, <laughs> knock it out for someone to smack it in from 40 yards? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, hold the hands up. No, no. That's <laughs> going to be the new not celebrating a goal against your team. We're not doing what that. What do you think about old big Noel Gallagher in the, in the, in the studio, Marcus? You yeah, I, I really like that. That's, that's peak Marcus, that is. Yeah. I, I sort of think round, round pegs and round holes, really. Yeah. With that kind of thing. I, I don't really think that Sky Sports, <laughs> and I don't, mind, I don't mind Noel Gallagher, really, but I, I don't think that Sky Sports can build this game as the biggest Premier League game of the season blah 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 and all the rest of it and mm-hmm. then put someone who's not yeah. even a football well that's player. what I mean yeah. yeah as much as I, I you know as you know I like Noel Gallagher and so on it, it shouldn't really be there. I'd have liked to have seen you in there Spelzy mm. or Donny you're, you're, you've probably isolated yourself by saying that but, but <laughs> I'm I, in the minority I very yeah. much appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> um, Eric Cantona said ahead of the game that Pep Guardiola's side give him a hard on yeah that's the kind of thing that we don't need to hear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, if but... I'm still getting a hard on at his age, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, he's probably not that old, is he, Eric Cantona? He retired very early, didn't he? He so. did, yeah. Yeah, but he'll be, well, he'd be what, knocking 50 or maybe I think he's, not? I think, he's, I think he's 51, yeah. Is he really? 50, yeah. He, does, he does look good. Yeah. He, does, he looks very good. Um, Guardiola is very pleased that uh, his brand of football seems to be working in England. And he's, he's absolutely beaming, isn't he? Well, he's got a bit, I think he probably has a bit of a bee in his bonnet about that. And, and, and rightly so, although yeah. you can't ignore the fact that he spent so much money. You know, if you can go out and go, right, we'll have the best player in that position and we'll have that one and that one and so on. Then, then you should do. And I think that's one of the things that Manchester United fans are worried about. That, that You heard the chants again, attack, 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 yeah. in yeah. the stands. They've had an awful lot of money. There's, there's a great tradition uh, of playing a certain type of way and so on. But, Marie, uh, but, but Guardiola's is, is working. Um, I did enjoy him whipping off uh, Mangala's uh, sky blue yes. Santa hat. Yeah, he wasn't was having any of that. Strange one, wasn't it? I mean, he is. I think we've we've said he's an underrated madman enough that we can now just say he's a madman. I think. Oh, Guardiola, Guardiola. Yeah. yeah. Just such an intensity in that man's eyes. Yeah. If he did anything else, you'd be frightened of him. Yeah, you know he's I mean? just, just. You don't want a bin man with that sort of dedication and, to his job. You know? And on on the Guardiola management point, I mean, the talk was that people. Well, I don't. I don't know who, but in quotes, people were suggesting that you couldn't implement that type of football yeah. in the Premier League, and he's sort of shown that you can. Yeah, very but, much so. Uh, I know what you're saying about spending all the money, but I mean, Manchester United have spent what, what over in the last two seasons. Manchester United have spent what over 250 million. So yeah. it's not as though they're not spending to keep up. Uh-huh. Yeah. I understand the money may be coming around in slightly different ways and United have got more of a tradition recently in winning things in the Premier League and traditionally more of a big club recently if, you, if I can get away mm-hmm. with saying that but they are both still spending astonishing amounts of money yes so that, that and for Mourinho and Mourinho is turning out football that it, you know, objectively or as objective as you can be about this type of thing isn't as good to watch as what Man City, as what Man City are yeah. playing. Well, we, we do know that uh, big Sam Allardyce's style and brand of football works in the Premier League. Oh, and, and it's already working. Forever straight out of the box. <laughs> big, big, Sam, big Sam's just instant dismissal for everything. It's amazing. <laughs> My favourite was when... Ball. No, I don't need it. No, not, Get rid. I want it. Klopp was furious with the, oh, uh, with, with the penalty decision. Well, we will uh, have our thoughts on that, no doubt. 
Um, and you could see him, he was sort of biting his lip when the, when the interview was asking him about that. And it cut, the, the way it was edited on Matter, though, was brilliant. It just cuts to Big Sam going, well, mind all you want, but it is a penalty. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think he's right. I mean, I the, love contact, the contact knocks Calvert-Lewin over, so it's I, fairly straightforward. I can see... I, I, look, I, I, this might be a sort of slightly controversial thing, but Danny Murphy and Alan Shearer in the Match of the Day studio are very quick to say, well, it's a penalty. Mm. I wonder if it was a foreign player who they think is maybe a little bit lightweight going down under that. Mm. I wonder if they'd have said it was a penalty. Interesting angle, yeah. Because I saw it and his hands are there, but it, it was a soft one for me. It's a soft it's a, it's a soft one, as mu- but there's nothing in the laws to suggest what's soft and what's hard, mm. if I can say that. In politics um, and football these days. Certainly not in any <laughs> magazines I've read. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the issue with Klopp, I think, is he's... I, I, I sort of wanted to call him a bit of a bully, but I, I'm going to stop short of, of accusing him of that because what I actually think it is is that he's so emotionally led mm. and the type of character that he is, you have to, we have to remember that managers are given or are expected, and I think that's probably right on balance, but they're expected to be giving these interviews straight after a game. Yeah. And if you're someone who's so emotionally led like Klopp is, if they win the game in amazing fashion, he's he's on the roof, he's hitting the hitting the rafters, he can't believe how lucky he is. Mm-hmm. But what he actually what actually happens when they when they when he feels like they've been or he feels aggrieved that they've had a decision go against them or they've not won a the game they perhaps mm. should, which is definitely the case in this game. Oh yeah. He actually comes across as a bit of a bully, mm. and and it's not the point that it was a, a controversial decision. And he, but the, the point is that he he needs to understand that other people can rightfully see that as a penalty. It's mm-hmm. not it's not the biggest robbery of a decision ever yeah. seen. No. So he, and he shouldn't be then accusing people who. It wasn't dis- a dive. No, and, and but but the point I guess it's a convoluted way of me saying that the interviewer he was quite disrespectful to him and said, "Oh, I only like talking mm-hmm. to people who know about football," which yeah. is not a really acceptable no. thing to say. Yeah, um, and I think he's at the risk of, of becoming a bit unpopular yeah. if he carries on with that sort of thread. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think with. Um... With, with with Klopp and, and some of these managers who come out, you know, on match of the day that we're talking about, uh, you know, are they deflecting attention away from their own failings? Actually, you could even say that Klopp's probably so annoyed that his side didn't capitalise on some of their chances. Yeah, I mean, the Mane one was obviously when he should have squared it. I think he he yeah. he. he wants to kind of vent his, his anger and he thinks, well, he's not going to stand there and go, well, Mane should have bloody done this. And I, my, one of my other players, and it just comes out at the referee because it's an easy target. You're not going to get any uh, ramifications unless you say something really And, and he comes out against saying about someone in the media as well. Yeah. Because because as soon as um, the interviewer, was it Patrick Davison? Said, um, oh, well, a few of our pundits in the studio who have played football and who have managed lots of games said mm. they thought it was a penalty. Klopp did that real like, weird passive-aggressive thing. Oh, yeah, you're all right, I'm wrong, sorry, it's my fault sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, but I think, mm. you should, I think you should take that as literal, forget the tone and go, oh, well, cheers, I appreciate yeah, your yeah. humility and then just move on. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> yeah. but, but, um, <laughs> I think that's the way to deal with that. Liverpool's 23 shots to Everton's three, 80% possession to Everton's obviously 20. That's outrageous. 88% pass success to Everton's 50% and 18 completed dribbles to Everton's one. Mm. Big Sam's like, what's your point? Yeah. <laughs> what's your point? Same so goal, mate. Yeah, he same said goal. That, he, yeah. they, that Everton had mastered their opponent. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I mean, the enormous slice of luck helped. Did, didn't he do that? Was it at West Ham when they 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 might have got a good result against Chelsea, and Chelsea missed about forty five shots. Mm. And and Big Sam oh, Mourinho's like, Chelsea was might it? have been. And Big Sam after the game was literally a bit like, well, you know, tactics paid off. Well, they didn't really, did like they? A, like a oh, bullfighter. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I remember something uh, vaguely about that. But what a great, uh, what a great uh, moment for Wayne Rooney scoring again. He uh, enjoyed at that, didn't he? Yeah. He's and having a big box office season, isn't he, Wayne Rooney? I'm he's very doing happy well. for him. I am. He's their top scorer with nine goals this season. And what I loved about that penalty, and it's the type of penalty that I've always thought that one or two players, I, I, I'm surprised players don't do it a bit more. Well, the way Rooney runs up, he, with the way he approaches the ball, he approaches the ball. Let me get this right. Uh, if you're looking at the goal, taking the penalty, he'll always run from the left side of the yeah. ball. And, and and he would always often whip it into the goalkeeper's bottom right. And goalkeepers got wise to that. So then he started opening his body, putting in goalkeeper's bottom left. He would always go bottom left, bottom right. Never yeah. top corner or anything like that. Right. Now, often when somebody drills it down the middle, you can sort of see it coming. He side-footed it down the middle. Yeah. But the way he shaped was very much like it was going to go left or right. But yeah. he side-footed it with power. Great penalty. Nice insight. I, I, my... my, my um... My issue around Liverpool, I suppose, with this game, and a lot of fans will, 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 will echo this, I think, is the, is the rotational thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think 
Klopp is so desperate to avoid that sort of January, February they had last season where they really struggled. I mean, I know they picked up towards the end of the season, but Mane went away to the African Cup of Nations. They had a lot of games throughout Christmas. They looked absolutely knackered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, I think he's trying to avoid that. And, and the players he left on the bench, um, obviously Coutinho, Firmino, and I don't think Sturridge was even on the bench. Was he? I know he's not been great. but I, So I do understand why he did it. But then you look at Solanke starting up front. Yeah. He's never scored a senior goal. Looks no. a, looked a gamble. Play, oh, play for England, mind. Yeah. Never scored a senior goal. So I, I, I was with a Liverpool fan yesterday. who He saw the team and he was a bit like, I understand why we're doing this, but I wish we weren't doing it for in this, this game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because with big Sam Allardyce coming in and, and thinking, right, I know how to stink the place mm. out and get a result. Absolutely. I mean, resting Firmino and Coutinho. It's just it's one and, too far. But Jim, they should have won the game, though. But well, also, look, at all the, look at all the stats. But also, Jim, they're <laughs> playing West Brom at home on Wednesday night. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, West Brom have been in terrible nick. Mm. You can rest players for that game, you know? Yeah, yeah. In, in, indeed you can. Sorry, Jim, you were going to say I was going to say, yeah, I think actually it's... Um, perhaps he's wanting to bed Oxlade-Chamberlain in a bit more because he, he's barely featured, isn't he? He's not, not started much. But, and that's, maybe a, but that's a fair to... inclusion, though. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, he hasn't been playing, so I'm playing him. So sooner or later, he's actually got to give him a little run, hasn't he, to see see how he works in this team. Yeah, I. But yeah, but I think the big ones leaving out Firmino and Coutinho. Oh, hugely. Yeah. When you when you knew that they were going to defend, and you need to, somebody to to unlock the door. And... I, mean, I mean, he has features. I just think he's, he's come off the bench a lot more than than. than he's not. played yeah. wide a little bit as well. But I, th- I think he's in there to fight for a place, isn't it's, he? It's so Klopp's giving him that chance now. It's good because he made that move so he could play through the middle every game. Yeah. So it's really working mm. out well for him. Go for mm. trophies. It's, and that. Yeah. At least at least he's got Champions League football back. Yeah. Though. It's been yeah. great. For, <laughs> it's been great for him. It's been great for Liverpool, and it's been great for England. I'm sure we can all agree. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Newcastle and uh, Leicester City produced oh. an entertaining game at St. James's. Hosselu scored! Yeah. He actually scored. This was the game of the weekend for me, and Hosselu was Agreed. always going to score a at some point. Because, no, because Pete. No, no, well, yeah, yes. But Pete had a big pop at him on Thursday, didn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. And, uh, it took him striker. four minutes to score after that. <laughs> <laughs> Very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it was it was a nice finish. Damari Gray got another. Starting regularly under Puel. Mm. I like Damari Gray. He's, he's obviously got a lot of talent, and I think a lot of people uh, rate him quite highly. Just that little bit of consistency, but but just being let off the lead a little bit by Puel. Yeah. And uh, he's he's scored a couple of goals in the last couple of weeks, I think. The thing I like about Gray is he never, never relents, does he? No. He keeps up that sort of pace and that kind of drive and determination throughout he's the whole game in every well. game. He really does, and he's, you know... He's not not shy with it, is he? No, Iosi Perez scored an own goal. Oh, it was brilliant! <laughs> Do you see how gutted Okazaki, Okazaki was? Because I think he felt he was about to score the winner, and then it was yeah. nipped off him, and it went in, and he was a bit like, "Yeah, we've scored, but I I wanted to get yeah. that one." Striker's own goal is a rare beast. It and is a beautiful thing. <laughs> I, felt, I felt for him because he really bust broke his neck to get back. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but that was three wins in the Premier League in a row for Leicester. Now Puel started very very well. That's right. And the thing I really liked about um, about them, oh, I thought they were good anyway, and I thought they were they were the better team, and I'm sure you guys would probably agree. I think Dwight Gale's goal was particularly fortunate, mm-hmm. um, but they scored the winner, or, or Perez contributed the winner, yes. shall we say, with about five or six minutes left plus plus injury time. Not, not sure if you guys noticed, but Puel and Leicester's like game management, to use that horrible phrase, after that mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. I mean, Newcastle didn't get a sniff. They're at home. In a, in a massive stadium, the atmosphere f- sounded really look, good. Newcastle have lost their scent of smell, though, haven't they? So, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, yeah. They, they, and, and, and I you, think Puel and Leicester's a nice fit, actually. That, I agree with you. I think that's right. But and I know that Leicester have probably played Newcastle at a good time because they're in a bad run, off-pitch stuff and all the rest of it. But you would expect a team mm-hmm. playing against a Leicester team who aren't exceptional. I mean, we know we know they've won the Premier League, as we're contractually obliged to say every <laughs> yeah. time we mention them. So are Blackburn but, Rovers. But, but, they're, but they're an OK team. Yeah. And you think, Newcastle will be gunning for it. If you watch that back, if you haven't got anything else better to do, <laughs> they do not get a sniff after that. The yeah. game management was exceptional, and I think that shows that Puel's a really good coach. Very yeah, I mean, so. well, they're up in eighth now. Yeah. They're 23 points. Puel came in because they looked like they might be you know, in a relegation battle, which is an incredible turnaround. But can we talk about his padded three-piece thing? Yeah. Sort of, they're, they're popping up, aren't they? He's got like a, he seems a to be small a puffer jacket under yeah. a jacket. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's this, are you a fan sort of, or are you not a fan? I'm not a fan, no. It's okay. the, the cut well, of you know, a three-piece... We're going to a Christmas party on a boat this week. We I are. shall be wearing that. Yep. Yeah, right. I'm going to wear well, one. I look forward to it. <laughs> Jim and I will be in a snood, just in yep. one snood between <laughs> and both nothing of us. Else. Yeah. Wearing nothing else. And Jim's going to be, have a hot water bottle on his face. Yeah. yeah. Which apparently and everyone's is... going to say the game's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to throw him overboard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Leicester are... On, uh, sorry, Jim, you, you'll, be, you'll be fine. Um, 
23 points, up in eighth, they've, played, they've had some tough games, as we, we, we mentioned earlier on in the season, because that's when they happened. Uh, Burn, I love the fact that Burnley are on the uh, same points as Tottenham up in, up in seventh. But Leicester now, they're, they're a point above Watford, and Watford have had a great season, of course. And often all these little chats are relative about where, where teams are. But, but Leicester, they could, they could be fighting for, dare I even say, Europa League spot or, or something like that. Yeah. The way that they're well, playing and the way that mm. Puel has come in there and, and they've, um, they're scoring goals again. Their big players are in good form as well. Riyad Mahrez looks like the player he did two seasons ago. Well, yeah, the well, transfer window's about to open, that's why. Well, there is that, but he doesn't, enti- I mean, he doesn't literally look like he did two seasons <laughs> no, ago with that no, hair of his. No, no, he's made a bold choice there, isn't he? But on your, on your point, yeah. what have they got in their team? Well, if you look at the team that played against Newcastle, mm. they've got, got a lot of power in their team. Pace? They've got a lot of pace. Bit yeah, of creative, and, that, and a bit of creativity. Mm. If they, if they, they've, got, they've got the elements there. It like, depends yeah. on whether they can keep hold of Mares because him and Gray, I think, are probably key to them scoring goals. Yeah, yeah. they've also got so. versatility with Okazaki as well. It's a very sort of different um, player from Vardy. Obviously. That's right. Yeah. And you mentioned—I know we, we haven't—we're strapped for time, but you mentioned a bit about Burnley being on the same points as Spurs. Mm. I'm going to sort of get this, use this as a convoluted way to mention that I tipped um, Stoke for tr- for trouble this season, yeah. and they started off like, sticking two fingers up at me. Uh-huh. Tottenham battered them. Again, yes. uh, at the weekend, Tottenham were, were fantastic. They, mm-hmm. they could have scored a hundred goals. Stoke have got this habit of when they when they lose, they sometimes look like they're going to lose big. Yeah, yeah. And and they're dropping like a stone now. They've conceded the most goals of any team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're in, they're only three points off relegation now. So you never yeah. know. You never know. And, and don't worry, by the way, I've got my explanations ready for the end of the season to justify some of the things I've said. And oh, and your predictions. predictions. Yeah. Okay, um, but just quickly on Newcastle, they've not won since October. They've lost six of their last seven. I love the fact that Rafa Benitez is now urging Mike Ashley to invest in players in January because the club will be less valuable in the Championship. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's literally saying, Mike, yeah. do you not Mike, understand? <laughs> get your <laughs> head out of that fireplace <laughs> and sort this out. But, uh, so is that, is that the curry house? Yeah, it's... it's... <laughs> His phone's off. Is, um, <laughs> can you just put a call out? Old school, like yeah. like, like a yeah. wife calling yeah. the yeah, local yeah, yeah. 1970s wife. Yeah. yeah, he's there, is he? Yeah, he's there again. I thought yeah. he was there. Mom, marvelous stuff. And uh, before we go uh, to an ad break, ladies and gentlemen, the twelve rambles of Christmas will soon be upon us. It's very exciting stuff, this Luke. Yeah, on Wednesday from midday UK time. If you're an international listener, uh, we start number twelve in our twelve rambles of Christmas, which is a countdown uh, of all the big. Uh, I suppose the 12 defining topics in football since we first switched on our mics back in 2007. Uh, It starts on Wednesday at midday with number 12. It will be revealed on the day and then they are coming out daily with our number one footballing moment being uh, revealed on Christmas Eve. So don't miss it out. Uh, don't miss out. If you're subscribing to the show, you'll receive them all automatically in your feed. If you're not subscribing to the show, you're a maniac. Subscribe yep. mm-hmm. now. First one on the twelve. Uh, first one on on Wednesday, number twelve, and we're counting them down all the way to Christmas Eve. Marvelous. We'll be back after this. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The 
beautiful young eggs. Eggs that need a mum to take care of them. Welcome back, as promised, ladies and gentlemen, to the Football Ramble. It's now time for correspondence with Luke Moore in the absence of Pete Donaldson. Yeah, I've got to do it. Jim's on the highlights of the week because we've got yep. no Pete. I'm going to do the emails. Yep. Um, it's much easier than Pete was making out, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> You just open them, don't you? Yeah, you just find them and just, yeah, just read them. Just pick yeah. a few. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what he's playing at. Spending five minutes to open up a laptop. Um, right, so who have we got up here first? We have got Patrick J. Woods. Hello to you, Patrick. He says, hello, guys. I'm a new listener to the show and a Norwegian living in Japan. I Ooh. noticed some interest around the event when a Norwegian footballer filled the cup, so to speak, mm. after the cup final in Norway recently. That was, Marcus, that was, with, the, that that was with his testes and it, knob. It was. Mm-hmm. He, said, he says, I just wanted to point out the reason Alexander Andreasen mentioned apologising to the king in his response is that the trophy he won is called the King's Cup. Ah. That's why. So it's actually his namesake. Mm. So uh, Andreasen feels like probably that he's disrespected not only the trophy, uh-huh. but the king as well. Right. He got cupped by the king. He did. <laughs> he did. <laughs> or the other way around. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> uh, who's up next? Alistair Cole. He says, hi, guys. Uh, new emailer here, but I feel like I can contribute to this topic on missing goals during a football match. Uh, okay. Well, let's see if he can. Yeah. All right. Alistair says, during a Swindon Town versus Bristol Rovers game back in 2010, I managed to miss every goal Bristol Rovers scored in a 4-0 win. <laughs> <laughs> the first Ow. the first two I missed going to the toilet I was young at the time and full of fizzy drinks uh, and the third one I missed just before half time while, while I was with a relative to get some, going to get some food so we could beat the queue and the last one I missed turning around and talking to my friend behind me apparently the fourth goal was a screamer I have still never seen it there's your back <laughs> he back. said I'm, t- I'm too upset to watch the highlights oh. good luck finding highlights from a Bristol City a Bristol Rovers swing the town yeah. game in 2010 Alistair but thanks I'll for that I think that'd somewhere. be the first thing you'd want to do wouldn't it see the goals you missed uh, well, apparently not oh, he's, too, so. he's, a, he's a sensitive flower yeah um, David Holmes finally from David Holmes hello to you David he Hopefully. says also on the subject of missed goals if you weigh missed goals based on the importance of the match and the consequent cost of the ticket mine ranks quite highly World Cup 98 semi-final France versus Croatia oh no (laughs) I was taken to the game by a relative who lived in France thought I ought to get him a drink at half time as a gesture of thanks obviously had to queue for ages and we only realised the game had restarted when we heard the roar that greeted the opening goal don't know who scored it still never seen it a theme developing yeah, most of the people are too traumatised most of the people in the queue would run off to watch the celebration so we thought we'd nip it and get our drinks yeah oh. <laughs> in for a penny <laughs> and he said then came the second roar as Turam equalised at least we managed to stay in our seats for the winner of course that would have been Davos Suka scored the first goal mm. yeah for, for Croatia I think uh, people are they coming to us saying uh, we don't know who scored the goal can you please tell yeah. us well, we some sort of agony aren't we? it was Davos Suka David yeah. and uh, Turam no, no, no we should lie it was yeah. Robert Prozinecki yeah. wearing his Portsmouth kit <laughs> <laughs> and Taram scored the winner before he survived. Sorry the, for them. The goal you did see, David, would have been Taram scoring the winner, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Marvellous. If you stuff. want to email, get in touch. Show at thefootballramble.com. More exciting news later with Jim in the highlights of the week. Indeed, mm. yeah. We look forward to that. Uh, David Moyes, Jim, has improved West Ham, it would appear. <laughs> Moyes' boysies. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good to see him smiling, isn't it? Looks weird. Jim, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to start retracting this thing about him being the ferryman. Well, I mean... You keep putting well, it on me every I know. week. Well, you, 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 did, said you did say it. Is, is, I did. is he on the ferry? But he's just got lost. He's not quite caught to the yeah, other maybe side. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of you know dead river to cover before the end of the season. <laughs> that's yeah. true. So we'll see. You, you also said that people shouldn't vote, didn't you, Jim? No, that you think there's someone else. <laughs> um, I did enjoy Moyes' opening comment in the post-match interview as he was very very happy. He just went, oh. What a great result for us. And I thought you deserve that, <laughs> yeah, David. Damn right, he does. <laughs> he they, really does. They were so much better, weren't they? The, yeah. the, the, I mean, it's the simple fact of putting in that effort yeah. um, was great. I think they had 30% of possession, but they still restricted restricted Chelsea to two shots on target. I know they, they did. Did, did have a lot of shots, but a lot of them were sort of relatively speculative. They, they, they defended a number very, on them. They, they did a number of them, and they, and they defended very stoutly. And what I love is, is Moyes is... Uh, delegating obviously certain tasks, utilizing the talent that he's got in in his playing staff and his coaching staff as well, and he's even getting the best out of Stuart Pearce because did you, did you see? <laughs> not, not easy to do that. No, but did you see that time wasting from Pearce when the ball was kicked oh. over uh, to the you know it came near the West Ham dugout and he just yeah. got up and launched the ball into row yeah. Z and and went off sort of. What are you do? I'm the assistant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can't do anything. I mean, Send me off. Some yeah. of some of the fans I think were even giving him a little ripple of applause. Like, that's that's wonderful stuff. Well, David's the, getting the best out of Stuart. 
on that, can I just add further weight to that claim by saying, um, I'm, when I'm look, I, I listen to this game on the radio. I like to keep it old school sometimes. Oh yeah. And um, when I looked at, the, I did a little bit of research afterwards. There's certain things I'm looking for in a West Ham one nil win over Chelsea. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And, I, and I, let's say I found a few. <laughs> Six bookings, five of which came in the last half hour. Yes, I'm yes. loving, loving that. A combination of time wasting and rotation of fouls in the midfield beautiful, area. Beautiful. Very much so. Yeah. Tick that box as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely stuff for West Ham. Yeah, it really but, is. Yeah, but that's a bit, of, they need a bit of street wisdom. Absolutely. And uh, uh, Bilic, uh, you know, was acting like he'd had a silver spoon in his mouth the whole life. You know, they didn't have that about yeah, them, which is strange for Bilic, actually, because th- that's one of the things that certainly as a player, you know, he did a little bit. And so he was involved in that uh, Croatia-France semi-final. Yeah, he was, got he, Laurent Blanc sent off. Did he not get... He, he, well, actually, Laurent Blanc got sent off because he sort of hit him in the face, but it was a bit of an overreaction from Bilic. To say the least. <laughs> but I do believe... I think Bilic got involved in the pylon for Suker's goal in the semi-final. Uh, I think he was on the pitch. Ah, uh, yesterday. But, um, but anyway, uh, we're talking about West Ham and therefore not Bilic. But um, well, it's funny that I would like to have been a fly on the wall when David Moyes said to the West Ham team, you know, if we want to beat Chelsea, we are going to have to run. <laughs> and then going, oh, what? As what? far as I'm concerned, you can put all your medals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we run in training. Antonio Conte, Nackering. Antonio Conte conceded the title as well this week. Yeah. He did. Anyone else want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's literally. Benga won't have. No, no he wouldn't. He, he would never do it. Benga <laughs> would never do it. He knows better than that. You basically, you'll have Wenger and maybe Big Sam going. Well, well, yeah, you know, well it's mathematically possible. The only manager who doesn't see the title is Arsene Wenger, and yeah. he's the only manager who never wins it. I love it. I absolutely love that. Um, but uh, Arnautovic scored a lovely goal. And that's crucial. Moyes has been uh, critical of Anatovic and one or two of the other players, saying we need more out of them. And Anatovic has responded with such a lovely strike. And he reckons that Moyes' no-nonsense approach has helped them. Mm. And it's what's needed. And and I think, look, let's not get ahead of ourselves. West Ham, they're still not in a great position. But but this win is huge uh, for them. And make no mistake about that, of course. Well, we said last week, Marcus, we said what they need to do is put themselves in a position that if Chelsea leave the door open ajar, they've got to take advantage. And they did that. They absolutely did that. If um, Antonio had been a bit quicker with his passing, he might have put an um, an aspect in for a second as well. Yeah, did a really good job on them. I think they were helped quite a bit by um, Bakayoko tackling himself at one point <laughs> <laughs> um, Masuaku get the number 10 yeah. on his back the footwork from that player Reborn. he was he looked magnificent on the ball at times I thought don't put him at the back get him further forward for crying out loud Adrian started for, for the Hammers and they kept a clean sheet is that a coincidence yeah, we, we, got, we got an email from someone saying do you think Joe Hart's going to have to go on loan somewhere he's already on loan yeah but do you know what actually Moyes has been quick to say something about that because obviously Hart will want to get to Russia next summer yeah um, the only keeper as far as I'm aware, off the top of my head, with, a, with, with playing experience at a tournament for England. So that might be a consideration of Southgate, yeah. all joking aside. But, um, I mean, the other, the other thing on the other side of the coin to that, yeah, go on, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. on the other side of the coin, just to that point there about Joe Hart, <laughs> is that he's just not very good. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's such a shame for Hart because a couple of I years I mean, Jeff ago, Hurst got experience at a tournament. Yeah. But he's also in his 70s. Uh-huh. So he's not, he's, you're not going to pick him on that basis. I think you've been a bit churlish there. All right, fair enough. But, uh, <laughs> but Moyes did say we won't let Hart, we won't stop Hart's loan deal at West Ham we won't finish that so then he can go out on loan and get football that's well, that's, that's not going to happen you know um, but yeah, Rob- that'd be mad wouldn't it yeah, yeah. Robert Snodgrass he won't is, get picked anywhere else Robert Snodgrass is out on loan from West Ham yeah. to Aston Villa his nose was put out by David Sullivan on Twitter as old Sully said in a recent interview that his kids begged him not to sign Sod- Snodgrass Oh, was um, it Sullivan who said that? Yeah. I, I was hoping it would be goal, so we no, could have a bit of a DG at the end. Well, I'm sure you can. He yeah. probably retweeted it with quoting it just saying DG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, that loan move to Villa could become a permanent move now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a out, it's a bit out of all of that. It is. It's, especially, you know, especially a player out on loan. Yeah. Do you think Sullivan Golden forgot that he was still a West Ham player? Maybe. Golden Sullivan's kids are very, very actively involved in West Ham, aren't they? They're always sort of tweeting stuff that kind of is treated as like breaking news. I think, they, I think Sullivan's grandson, particularly, mm. um, is, is able to break a load of the news about the club yeah I don't really know why that is yeah maybe, maybe um, I like they're, it because they're a shambles <laughs> man, <aren't> they? <laughs> <laughs> but they got to win it's, it's a bit worrying for Chelsea though that because they did look pretty toothless Jim you said that they restricted yeah, them to only what two or three shots or something yeah like three on target I think yeah. it was but they, yeah they look leggy don't they and I think um, they did Morata had a shot late on that he should really have done better on mm-hmm. but again it's a testament to West Ham's commitment that they, they just you know 
denied him the time and I think mm. he panicked a little bit but yeah they do um, they just look a bit as you say toothless compared to last season a little bit flat at times like they're just not going to you can see him losing another couple of games like that this season yeah. it's not I mean? right is it there and, and if you listen to old James Horncastle on the, on the continent yeah. which is out every Wednesday he thinks that old uh, Conte's being lined up for the Milan job Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can go. see that happening because you know he keeps saying he's going to go back to Italy. <laughs> yeah, no. Keeps saying he doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's lining himself. Yeah. up. Milan don't want him, but they're yeah. not going to argue with him. But they got Gattuso. Yeah, that's right. a lovely time. <laughs> <laughs> Who can we get who's even fierier? So when Conte turns up, they'll be quite relieved. Actually, yeah. I think it's a wonderful piece of uh, work from from Milan there. But you know, good news for Chelsea is they've drawn Barcelona in the Champions League. Um, moving on uh, to another prominent side that play in claret and blue. Did Barcelona play in claret and blue? Yeah, you sort, sort of say of. so, yeah. Yeah, OK. Well, of course, West Ham do, but Crystal Palace... They call them the Blaugrana, no. don't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, right. Crystal Palace isn't um, claret, is it? No, it's, it's straight not. up red. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Christian Benteke, he buggered things up, didn't he? Oh, didn't he just? That's, That's like like the Sellers Park. Laziest penalty I've seen. Just like, almost looked like he took it with his eyes shut. Well, if he'd have, if he'd have taken the penalty with as much force as he did by grabbing the ball off uh, the, the, the taker who should have taken it, yeah. then uh, he, he would have scored, presumably. And Roy Hodgson had to speak to a disgruntled fan at the end of the match to explain that Benteke hadn't been told to take that penalty. And yeah. that's that's the bigger picture for Benteke. He's putting in Roy the boy in, in an awkward situation there. And everyone else at I the I wonder club. if they suffered from Spironi being the captain and not being able to sort it out. Because I was saying to you guys before we came on air, I remember Roy Keane taking the ball off of... Um, it was mentioned Cole. on the radio, and I, I looked it up. Um, yeah, taking it off Andy Cole, and, and you need a, a sort of captain to really impose himself at that mm. point. But some of the pundits were saying that Milivojevic should have said, "No, I'm the penalty taker." Yeah, he should yeah, have yeah. very much. Yeah. He's, he's, and he scored one with, yeah. with some aplomb, by the way, early yeah, on yeah. in the game. And Benteke's missed three of five. Everything I think it is. So I mean, like, it's not like there's there's not a good reason to not have him on penalties. Yeah. That must be maddening as a striker, but it's what it is. If you're four one up in the last minute, yeah. then fine. Yeah, I mean, you know that's a really important game. And they, they, I mean, I don't think they've lost since. Palace haven't lost since Hodgson's first game, I don't think. So they're on a bit of a run. They've drawn a few games of late, yeah. Exactly. And, so and they are picking they up would, the odd point. Here. They would have needed a, they would have obviously loved a win here. Oh, a win would have been yeah, fantastic. Terrible. Against the fellow side that are down there. Yeah. Exactly. So they, they you know, Bournemouth in, in the, at the at the end of it would have been, you know, obviously relieved uh, with that penalty missed to get a point. But again, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall in the dressing room when they went in afterwards. Yeah. Even if he scores, you're annoyed with him for that. Yeah. You know it's, I mean? it's, 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 just, it's it's selfish because yeah. he's actually thinking of himself rather than the team. Because if you look at Ben Tech, his performance earlier on in that game there was a couple of times where he may have laid the ball off but he was clearly trying to get the goal and you think mm. oh strikers should be selfish blah 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 I actually don't go in for that mm. I think a striker I think any player on the pitch um, should be able to weigh up the options of what's yeah. going on weigh up your make the right decision in the moment it's all about making yeah. the right decision and, and, and Mane made the wrong decision you know when, when he's you know if Klopp would have said oh well he's a striker so he should be shooting actually he was on his weaker foot, and it's, if you square that ball, it's a goal. Simple as that. And you won the game, probably. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, so Benteke was made a few wrong decisions for my money earlier on in the game, and then he thinks to himself, right, I want to score, I want to get back going. No, get the man who's taking the penalties, as I say, who's already stuffed one in the top corner yeah. earlier on. Um, but, you know, it wasn't to be, and it's, it's, it's pretty shambolic. But Jermaine Defoe, though... On the other hand, was scoring, and the second contender for goal of the month, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. Shades I, of Van Basten. Uh, yeah, I love uh, his honesty as well. He said he was surprised um, that it went in afterwards. But that's <laughs> that. That's that experience that Defoe has, isn't it? Just... Did, did he? Did he, Was his reward for that goal a boarding card for the party plane? Oh, <laughs> was it a boarding <laughs> pass, Mark? I don't know. I mean, it, it gets the old mind ticking away, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You know, here's what here's what I can do once every ten years. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody tweeted, um, I think it was a, a journalist or a reporter in the mix zone after that the, the, he was interviewing Defoe and Hodgson went past and went, "Oh, still scoring them," sort of thing. And you know, is it a little? And compliment? Defoe didn't Defoe say you didn't pick me for the World Cup, did you? Yeah, that's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But Hodgson's not in charge anymore, Jermaine. Gareth is. Um, we are going to talk about the championship, ladies and gentlemen. After this. Muy rápido, muy, muy, like a Ferrari. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Do not forget, the preview show sponsored by Bet365 will be out on Friday. How did our better get on, Luke? Uh, very, very close, but no cigar. Yeah. He, um, he went for two draws. If you, if you were listening, you'll remember he went for a draw in the Everton-Liverpool game um, and the United-City game. And, uh, if Lukaku could have put that one away. The Liverpool-Everton mm. game, sorry, I should yeah. say. And he, and he came very close, but um, sadly it was no cigar. So s- sad commiserations to you, Noel Hankinson, but we need a new better for next week. 
Um, so do get in touch. Show at thefootballramble.com if you want to get yourself in that hot seat for that elusive hat trick and an ORE in order of the Ramble Empire. <sighs> Not been achieved yet. No. You might even get your name up on the wall in the studio as well. Because it's never going to happen, so we can promise whatever we want. <laughs> yeah, in vanishing spray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris Foy's going to come in and do it. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of the championship stuff. Uh, Sunderland got a surprise draw away to top of the table. Wolves. They're looking a bit more. Not a win, is it? It's no. well, it, it, it's a home win that they're after. I know, yeah, it's true. And well, I think they'll take an away win as well, mate. Uh, any wins? Well, win. they didn't get one, so they can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got a win uh, against Fulham at home next weekend to avoid going a whole calendar year without a win at home they'll dear oh dear I mean I'd love to see um, the tactics in that game that Coleman uh, deploys I mean Fulham love to keep the ball but they are they, I mean they won 1-0 against Birmingham but they, they lack a bit of cutting I mean, edge if they, do, if they do win it I mean do they celebrate or not I mean it's just a bit depressing if they celebrate well, surely, <laughs> surely you celebrate a win after that long but I mean would they celebrate it in any other way than they would normally a win because it's a bit tragic isn't it yeah I know what you mean because yeah. the next question is going to be why are you celebrating so vociferously yeah because we haven't won for a year <laughs> Don't, don't do a lap of the pitch. No. And and, and also, what about this? Um, what's the latest on the, the, the fellow who didn't take a poo on, in the stand? Oh, right, yes. Uh, yeah, well, he's sort of uh, indirectly come back into the fray. I mean, if you're going to do something like... If, if you are going to drop your trousers at a football match and get photographed in the process, y- you may find that it doesn't blow over after just a weekend. Um, yeah, some Sunderland fans are still angry with that young 17-year-old fan who's alleged to have jobbied in the stands as he think, <laughs> he, they think that he cost Sunderland um, their City of Culture bid, which they lost out to Coventry. That's I mean, just <laughs> astonishing. I don't think that's true. Well, but even but I that, love the suggestion. Even if that conversation was had in the corridors of power, <laughs> yeah. he's got to be very proud of himself. So we've yes. got Sunderland and we've got Coventry. They seem to be the front runners. What's going on in Sunderland at the moment? <laughs> I'll just type it into Twitter. <laughs> Oh, hang on a minute. That's, yeah. I mean, that, that kind of uncultured approach is, is beyond saving. Yeah. I, I saw a quote from the guy who <laughs> did or didn't uh, jobby in the stands, and he says here, um, it's just not, all you can ask for is to be a part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up. Didn't of course, of course. Uh, my favourite moment from the championship uh, this weekend, oh, yeah. if I may, mm. was, I don't know if you guys saw, but Kamar Roof scored a hat-trick as mm. Leeds beat QPR. Uh, and Ian Holloway was up to his old tricks. Oh, it's it's not, as, as he said something, it's not. It's not this, this usual wacky Ian Holloway stuff. Sacked it, in the morning. I don't think so. No, it's it's it's, it's in in a way a lot more snide than that. Oh right. The quote is, "Well done to Kimar Roof because he made the difference today." Right. Fair enough. Mm. Open, he's got a hat trick, so it's fair enough to, to mention him. Mm. He then goes on to say, "But would you have noticed he played in that first half?" That's the difference, and he's not normally very good in the air either. What? <laughs> Jesus. Having a pop? I mean, he's not very good in the air. They oh get your defenders God, to defend a way him. to knock his confidence. I know. You're good today, but you're normally rubbish. <laughs> yeah. It's, this is a fluke. <laughs> Hate yourself. It's just, uh, it, it's, it, it, he's got nothing. And he thinks, oh, yeah. well, I'll, I'll just try and throw some sort of mud at the train leaving the platform yeah. or something. You know, it's just gone. He scored a hatchery against my team. Yeah. But he's normally not that good. But you made him look good then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yourself yeah. off. <laughs> Deary me. Um, Nigel Adkins, the, the Hull manager, the new Hull manager taken over from uh, the big Slutsky. Uh, he got off to a winning start, which was, which was good to see. I, I loved um, uh, the, the Hull go from uh, Grzycki, who whose first touch to, to set himself up, but perhaps a touch fortunate that nobody pounced on that. But it was a fine strike, though. Beautiful touch, though, the way the way he kind of uh, spun. And uh, Seb Larson rolling back the ears with a superb mm. free kick. I said rolling back the ears, he's only 32. Yeah, and he'll be able to score free kicks like that in his 50s. It's yeah. still lovely to see, though. Seb Larson uh, being 32, does, that that surprises me. I would have thought he was younger than that. Do you, do mm. you think that Hull went for plumped for Nigel Atkins because they'd just gone for the most boring manager they could think of? <laughs> well, he got he got a win. Yeah, and the, and uh, but Nigel Atkins a... is going to win awards like least likely to fall out of a tree. And he was <laughs> Slotsky isn't going to win that. No, and they're still reeling from Phil Brown, aren't they? Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> they need some. They need some wallpaper. Those yeah. aftershocks are still going. Yeah. Adkins will do all his team talks in the dressing room. The traditional sod, um, but uh, <laughs> hell yeah, they, they well, were maybe on, a, on the physio's table, perhaps. Yeah, because he was a physio. Oh yeah. yeah, of course he was. Yeah, um, well, yeah, they were on a seven-game winless run under Slutsky, so that win takes them six points above twenty-second spot, which is currently occupied by Birmingham City. Redknapp's legacy. Yeah, no, just, <laughs> I saw. I was. What was I googling Redknapp for today? Okay, it's, it's my daily Google. Yeah, I was going to say it. Was, it was because someone messaged us. Someone me- <laughs> I, don't, I didn't put this in the emails because I had a few already, but someone messaged us saying, have you seen what Redknapp's up to now? And sent a link of, of Redknapp. Apparently he's doing like guest appearances on Mediterranean cruises. Oh my oh, goodness, wow. that's and class. I think it happened earlier in the year and we must have missed it. But anyway, 
Um, so I was just Googling about it, and I saw a Google thing, I saw a result from Redknapp saying, I'd have taken Birmingham to the Premier League. <laughs> it's like, well, you managed them, yeah. they were terrible, you quit, and now, you, now you're saying that. Was he not sacked at the end of it? Yeah. I can't. Well, well he, he left. He let's left. say he parted company. Yeah, yeah, right. But it, it, the joke's on them because they would have been in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. God, yeah. why didn't he say that at the time? Yeah, I know. Yeah. They could have kept why him did on. He, why <laughs> did he do anything to facilitate that at the time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Love that. Uh, right, it's time for highlights of the weekend with Jim. Yeah, hot war. As we're going to call it. And this is a particularly special highlights of the weekend, Jim. Of course. Yeah, it, it is because one of you is going to win a telly. Yes, um, we've, we've not got going for gold this week because Pete's not around, but we're going to do Highlights of the Week instead at this point in the show, and the winner, our favourite Highlight of the Week, is going to win a Toshiba 55-inch 4K HD TV. So strap yourselves in if you've, if you've submitted a highlights of the Highlight of the Week this week. It's about to get interesting. That's bloody fantastic. Um, Toshiba offers you the chance to watch every football match in 4K picture clarity. Thanks to the TV's pinpoint sharp resolution, no detail, no flick or kick of the ball will ever be missed. Enjoy 24-7 access to a whole world of online content, including catch-up TV and on-demand services such as Netflix. With this TV, you can also access last week's shows on demand with Freeview Play. For an authentic audio experience, it also comes with a subwoofer to project the bass sound. Don't just hear feel the roar of the crowd if you want to be in with a chance of winning this TV you better have submitted a highlight of the week yeah. Jim's going to read them out now our favourite is going to win one I tell you what, if someone submitted a highlight of the week and they're listening to this now they're thinking bloody hell 55 mm. inch stop never the train saw, never gonna, seen one so big before stop the train going <laughs> to get all my woofs subbed it's going to be great um, so we'll start off with Lee Smethurst uh, so, so should we so you, we'll do them and then you pick your favourite and then we'll, we'll see if we agree how about that? <laughs> All right, we'll okay. sanction it. Yeah. All right, so Lee Smethurst says, Roy Hodgson not being very angry whilst telling any reporter how angry he was. I did enjoy that. He, yeah. he just really can't get... do it, can he? No, he, I remember in, in the darkest part of his England days, he was just inwardly fuming. You could tell he was like, really stressed, but he never really articulated I think in the dressing yeah. room, I think he could go. Do you? Yeah, I do. I think, yeah. I think one or, two, one or two people have suggested such a thing. Yeah. Kick players off. And journalists. Okay, Niall Ward says, simply, a Jose Perez is wonderstruck. We can all get on board <laughs> with that. Edward Mancy says, uh, Stuart Pearce booting the ball out of touch yeah. and can't score from Rose Z. Well, um, Spelzy's already got his yeah. colours now to that one. Uh-huh. In- indeed. Um, Gerard Moran, again, one we've, we've already discussed. Guardiola instructing Mangala to warm up, then yanking off his bobble hat. So many mixed signals. Yeah. It's true. Um, Liam Albert Hawks says, highlight of the decade, surely has to be Mourinho finally literally tasting sour milk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, Mark Hill says, Man City keeping the ball in the corner for about 15 minutes at the end of yesterday. Game. That was very good, yeah. yeah. Thought Ashley Young's head was going to explode when Kevin De Bruyne smashed the ball off his legs for a 15th throw in <laughs> in a row. Can only imagine Jose's inner fume. And the final one, uh, this is from Kyle Chester Marsden, and I do like this one. Being an Everton fan, it was having my next door neighbour, a Liverpool fan, run out to me at half time on Sunday to shout Kloppo, Kloppo, only to fall flat on his ass whilst I was clearing the driveway of snow. Needless to say, <laughs> I had the last laugh. And I haven't seen him since. There we go. <laughs> that's the laugh, Rob. Who's that from? So that is from Kyle Chester Marsden. And I, I, that's, that's my one. I, yeah, I like it. You like that one as well, Mark. I agree. I agree. Because he's done that one on his own. Yeah. Yeah. You know. He's not, and he's not mentioned stuff that we've already talked about. Uh-huh. That's the thing. Yeah. All right, cool. Stop doing that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> predict, what, predict what we're going to talk about and then don't mention it. Can I have a highlight of the week? Oh, no, well, the telly's I just need gone. to do a bit of Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, Kyle, you need to email in a show at thefootballramble.com with your details your address and all the rest of it um yeah show at thefootballramble.com and we will get that tv out to you merry christmas merry, merry bloody christmas football. Pin, hey? merry yeah. football that's thanks to our friends at toshiba yeah. and now you can really lord it up over his neighbor go get a load of this yeah um but do tell your neighbor about the football ramble in case they don't know. <laughs> um my highlight of the weekend was when stoke scored a, a consolation goal with about 10 minutes to go and they were five nil down one of the stoke players it wasn't Shawcross scored the goal i think one of the stoke players straight into the net get the, get ball. the ball out yeah. back up yeah. love it yeah <laughs> I thought it was great. I, that happened. I remember once. Nil, nil. Once at Sunday League, I think at the team we were we were winning about seven nil, and um, there was a throw in, and uh, one of the, one of my my teammates mm. went over to get the ball, and the the guy from the other team wouldn't give it back, and he was and my mate my teammate went, well, it's your time you're wasting, mate, because they were losing, yeah. and, and the guy just went, we're seven nil down. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. right. what, what do you expect we're going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Love that, ladies and gentlemen. Right, that is the end of the Football Ramble this week. Do not forget the 12 Rambles of Christmas, of course. Um, subscribe to the Football Ramble. You know, do that. Wherever you get then, your pods. Because then they will just roll into your inbox. Into your into your internet pipe. Yeah. Your podcast pipe. It's probably more accurate to describe it From like midday that. on Wednesday and every day up until and including Christmas Eve, where we'll reveal our number one moment in the last 10 years. I, I, from a non-biased uh, point of view, I'd say they are bloody good. Well, yeah. you're on it and you wrote them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so is that really that biased, is it? Yeah. Well, I stand by what I've done. Yeah. You know, would you agree, Jim? Uh, yeah, why not? Good enough for me. <laughs> good enough. Um, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's a pleasure uh, having you with us. We shall see you uh, on On the Continent, if uh, if you listen to that, and obviously on the preview show on uh, Friday uh, as well. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye, Luke. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Futures. Bye from me. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.